Welcome to the Chase Family Church podcast. This week we have Becca speaking and she's going to be talking on are we a people of faith or fear? Uh, Good morning everyone. Um, I am once again so very honoured and thankful for the opportunity to be able to speak to you all and share the word that God has given to me. Whenever I speak at church or at any event where where I'm giving this opportunity, I like to go for a walk with God and ask him what it is he wants me to share. And for the first time this week, I went on this walk and God gave me nothing. (laughs) Um, And he just said to me, walk with me. Tell me your heart. Tell me about your day. And being completely honest, I was just like, God, can't you just tell me what it is you want me to speak on? I'd had a long day, I'd been very busy, and I was in that headspace of, I want it now, and I was in a rush. But God slowed me down, and he brought me back to him, reminding me that sometimes we can have a tick list of things that we need to do throughout the day. Um, And sometimes God can become part of that tick list of, spend time with God, tick, and then move on to the next thing. And almost God is done for the day. And God reminded me that the most important thing is having that intimate relationship with God. Nothing else matters. And I wanted to share that with us today, just because God is not should never be part of the tick list. And he wants that intimate relationship with you. And I needed that slowing down in that moment. And I think we all need that sometimes where slow down, tell him about your day. And God wants to invite you to walk with him, talk with him and be intimate with him again. Um, Tell him about your deepest desires. Tell him about your dreams. Tell him about the things that you think are boring but to him are so precious, those moments. So I want to encourage you to spend that intimate time with him. I, lent, I later on went for a second walk and God did reveal what he wanted me to speak on today. And that was faith and fear and being faithful to the faithful. At the moment, um, I'm doing a bit of exam invigilating during this exam season. And I've been given the chance in the very long exams, to think about um, faithful people in the Bible. And the first one that came to mind was Peter walking on water. So we're going to read part, uh, part of the story in Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. 
Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And they climbed into the boat. The wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. This passage always amazes me, amazes me for numerous reasons. One, Peter walked on water. Two, Peter had the faith um, in Jesus that the impossible was possible. Three, the wind or storm was still happening as Peter walked out on the water. And four, the same God who lives in me, uh, the same God who did that lives in you and lives in me and loves us all. How amazing is that? So let's break down what's happened. Earlier in this chapter, Jesus had fed the 5,000 and the disciples had clearly seen five loaves and two fishes miraculously be enough to feed them all and for 12 baskets to be left over at the end. Straight after this, God had sent, uh, Jesus had sent them out onto the boat without him because he wanted to spend time with his father. They were probably all on a bit of a spiritual high after this, I'd imagine, in a bit of slight disbelief about what they had just seen and trying to understand um, what had happened, but knowing Jesus was and is the Son of God. Maybe they were at a point that they believed that anything was possible with Jesus at their side. Then the waters get a bit choppy and the wind comes. We must remember that some of these disciples, uh, before, before following Jesus, had experienced storms in their time. Um, and I was looking up information about storms on the Sea of Galilee, and they're quite different to our experiences of storms. Um, the information I found said that the sea is more than 690 feet below sea level. To the north, Mount Hermon rises 9,200 feet, and from May to October, strong winds often sweep through the narrowing surrounding gorges into this valley, causing extremely sudden and violent storms. So maybe this wind and potential storm was unexpected. They got onto the boat, and then it just it suddenly came. But we do know that the disciples were slightly on edge because when they saw Jesus walking on the water, they were afraid and thought he was a ghost. Let's be honest, if any of us saw someone walking on water, we'd probably be a little bit terrified. But, but as soon as Jesus informs them it is him, Peter replies to Jesus, tell me to come, on, tell me to, come to you on the water. Remember, we are imagining that they are filled with faith at this time because of what they have seen. But from the account in Matthew, it tells us that Peter is the only one to go onto the water and towards Jesus. So Peter had such trust and faith in Jesus, his power, his authority, and that he was the son of God because he knows that if he steps onto the water, Jesus will keep him up. 
But then Jesus took his eyes off Jesus. And when he saw the wind around him, he was afraid and began to sink. How many of us can relate to this situation where we are filled with such faith because of the amazing things that have happened around us and are happening around us? And we take, but we t- the, the things of life come up and we take our eyes off Jesus just for a moment and it can feel like we are sinking and being overtaken by fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. I read a quote earlier this week when preparing for this, which I thought was very powerful and want to share with you. Where fear reigns, faith is driven away. But where faith reigns, fear has no place. Faith and fear don't mix. As you bring in faith, fear will walk out the back door. But if you invite fear as a resident in your life, then you will drive faith away. And I, I don't want to belittle f- fear at all. Like sometimes fear can be a good thing if you're like in a dangerous situation and you have adrenaline and handle it. But it should not be living your life in fear. Um, and after reading this quote, I had the question that comes to mind which I think we should all ask ourselves, and that is, is faith a resident in your life, or is faith a visitor? So what does faith being a resident look like? It is trusting God in the unknown. Your future may look very different to how you planned it to be, but you know that God's plan will always be better than the plan that you have made for your life. It's also letting God define your life and how you live it, being obedient to him when he calls you to do something, not questioning it, because when God speaks, he has the best intentions for you. It is actively deciding that fear will not hold you back. It is about knowing who our God is and that he is bigger bigger than any fear worry and doubt that you may have. Our God is the God that turns water to wine, heals the sick, the blind, the crippled, the vulnerable, and so much more. He conquered death. He saved us. He forgives us of every sin we have ever committed and will ever commit. He is the reuniter. He created us all. He is the one that gives us hope. He is powerful, mighty, and he has such authority that when he speaks, demons must flee. (laughs) He is bigger and greater than any fear that we can ever have. And we need to decide that fear will not have a place in our lives because God is on our side and is standing with us. But what does it mean to have faith as a visitor? It might be being swept up in the moment, but never truly living out your faith or relationship with God. And I will admit that at times I have been guilty of that, where God has moved in a big way in a meeting or a church, and I've needed God at that time, and I felt so encouraged. But as soon as I left that place, the world came back in, all the worries that I had um, ensnared me, and I forgot 
who my God was and all that he had done for me. But that's not the way to live. And if that's happened, that's not something to feel bad on, but it's to say, I don't want that anymore. Faith being a visitor also means that you know the right thing to say, but your actions don't demonstrate that you believe it. After all, actions speak louder than words. Faith being a visitor means that fear is the resident. Your whole life seems to be, a, to be about fearing for the next thing. As soon as one thing is resolved, you're on to worrying about the next thing. You and you have chains around you, stopping you from doing anything. But in actual fact, you are the one that put the chains on you. Because they are fear, and fear does not have to have a place in your life. The key is right beside you, and the key is Jesus. So you can decide today that fear is not going to be a resident in your life, and instead faith is going to be a resident, and Jesus will unlock those chains that you have put on. Faith is a choice, and God has given you that key. I know what I want to choose out of those two options, faith as a resident, and I don't, no one should feel bad if there have been times in your life where fear has been a resident. But I want to say that that needs to stop. We can't and shouldn't live our lives out of fear. It has stopped us from doing so many great things that God has planned for us. We will not grow in the ways that we want to grow, and we will stay as baby Christians if we live in fear never becoming the godly men and women that God has intended us to be. You need to let faith-filled moments turn into faith-filled and faithful life for God. So I want to ask again, is faith a resident in your life or is faith a visitor? And if you want differently, what are you going to do about it today? I want to look at another group of faithful people in scripture. We've looked at Peter walking on water, but another example of faithful people is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So we're going to read a part of this story, and I know it's a bit longer, but I think that every part is important to what has happened. So uh, that's going to be Daniel 3, 8 to 30. Just let me have a sip. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the, the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. 
Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them, saying, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you to, in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if it is not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counsellors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking into the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire, the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose the, bod the fire, on whose body the fire had no power. The hairs of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Neb Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, A blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angels and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other god who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. That is so amazing. <laughs> um, so these three men are prime examples of a person living with faith as a resident. 
and they are such an encouragement and their faith really challenges me and honestly it makes me so far makes me feel like I'm so far from that level of faith like these men walked into fire and came out not smelling of fire like how amazing is our god that he even took that away from them but like i said before we must remember that the same god who did that is the same god who lives in us who loves us so these things that are possible then are also possible now so what can we take from the, their story they had faith in trusting and trusting god no matter the outcome they surrendered completely to god and this is such an example of Matthew 10:39 where it says he who finds his life will lose it and he who loses his life for my sake will find it their lives didn't matter they trusted god with their lives they also knew who god is and was what power he had and the authority that he had they were being true to their god and not willing to do anything that goes against what God has commanded of them they are loyal and faithful to their god it also makes me think that they were not focused on the matters of this world but the but they were focused on heaven and the next life and being with god they know the truth and the truth will set them free and god made a situation which we would all probably describe as terrifying and god i don't particularly want to be in that situation but he made it fruitful they got promoted and we must remember that god is faithful to the faithful faith is having complete trust or confidence in someone or something and being faithful means remaining loyal and steadfast. You can see that they relate, but they're also different. And my interpretation is that faith is the feeling inside you, the acknowledgement of knowing who God is, and you can trust him wherever he leads you. And faithfulness is the act of obedience when God calls you to do something. You do not question it because you know that he wants the best for you. being faithful is standing up for the name of god when others may tear it down it is following the guidance and instructions laid out in scripture it is not questioning or doubting our god god is calling us to be both full of faith and faithful to him be faithful in your relationship to him your obedience to him your finance your family how you live your life and put god at the center don't don't put yourself in the driver's seat but allow god to be in the driving seat and you be a passenger and he's going to take you wherever he wants and you've got to be happy with that and let it be so practically how can we see our faith grow and how can we remain faithful to our god surround yourself with actively faithful people people who step out and people who 
talk in a, f- a faithful way. They don't speak negatively saying, oh, I don't know if that's possible. Should we do that? But if, you're ar- if you are surrounded with faithful people, then that's going to build your faith as well. But actively decide to step out in faith and be amazed at what God does. Be like the three who trusted God no matter the outcome. If something doesn't go the way that you wanted it to go or God answers your prayers differently to how you wanted, don't change your faith or trust levels. God has not changed and he wants the best for you. And as I've said before, his best is certainly better than our best. And ask God to grow your faith. If you want your faith to grow, invite God into this situation. You're not going to be able to grow your faith by yourself. You need him involved. Know who God is. Spend time in his presence and his word. You can't get to know someone if you're not willing to make the effort and put the time in. Communicate with him about what is going on in your life. Recognize who you are compared with God. We are humans, okay? God is God and he is so much more than we can even describe. And know that God can work through you and he can work in those areas where you are struggling with fear and worry and anxiety. Know that he is bigger than any of those problems. And you need to choose faith and choose to be faithful. I want to give us a chance to reflect on what has been said this morning and allow yourself to ask God how your faith can be grown. But here's a few points to consider. Is faith a resident or visitor in your life? Think about how faithful our God has been to you. Have you been faithful to God? If you want your faith to grow, ask him. Ask God to grow it and what, and what you can do to help. And I also want to say, if you are in a storm at the moment where the things of this world just seem to be overcoming you and have ensnared you, reach out to God and say, save me. Okay, make that action today. In the account of Peter walking on water, he said that. He said, God, save me. Jesus, save me. And immediately he was there and he was in the arms of safety and he was in the arms of God. And know that you are not alone. God is with you. But also, we are very blessed to be part of such an amazing church family who will stand with you um, in anything that you're going through. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll probably have a time of worship again. Dear Father God, I thank you for the amazing faithful people in the Bible who we can hear and that we can look to as examples, Lord. But I pray for our faith levels. We want to grow them today, Lord. We want to have faith as a resident in our life, not as a visitor. 
Lord, and we want to remove the chains that we have put on ourselves, the chains of fear, Lord. You are the key, and we want to break these chains today. Lord, I want, I want you to have your way this morning. Lord, have your way. Come to the Father, Lord. We want to come to you now. I pray for each person here today that if there is something that they need to deal with, that you will reveal it to them now. In Jesus' name. We're going to have a time of worship, but if you want prayer for anything or you want someone to stand with you, then you can come to the front and get prayer, but also remember we are all part of the family of God. We are all part of the body of Christ and you can anyone in this room can stand with you in that. The same God who was in these accounts is the same God who is with us today. So miracles can happen and we can grow our faith. One final thing that I just want to share is um, in the prayer meeting, I got a picture of, um, it, was, it was Moses, or if you've seen the Prince of Egypt, it was the character of Moses, but I think, and there was like a little lamb at the bottom, and staff was brought and put in the water, and the sea was parted. And I think it was almost God saying that there is someone at the moment who they, they're trying to get through something. They're trying to get through the waters and they have no idea how they're going to do it. But that actually God is just going to come along and he's going to part the waters. So God, if that is a word for a picture for someone in this room now, Lord, I pray that it will be received and you will work into that situation now. In Jesus' name. Amen.